everybody, and welcome to this episode of the I Hate Matt Wall Poetry Podcast, where today we are going to be going over some questions that I've received in the last couple days here on America's Top 40, American Bandstand. There have been some humdingers, and the funny thing is, like most things... The questions pop up, it, like, honestly, like, I got um, a really good question last night, and then I got quite a few really juicy comments today, and it is only 10.30 in the morning, so that was awesome. So first off, I know I normally come in here, like, guns blazing, saying all sorts of stupid shit. And then I'm like, hey, like, you guys fucked up. Go give me five stars. (laughs) And shit like that. But um, maybe it's because I haven't had my vitamins yet. Or because I've only been up like an hour. And it usually takes me a few to pull around. But the thing is, is that I would really appreciate five stars from you guys over on iTunes. And honestly, I also really appreciate how much positive feedback I've been getting from not only this show, but from the like writing videos I've been putting out, the motivation videos I've been putting out, and also from the badass motherfuckers at the Anarchy Crew doing what they do. Typing hard and fucking taking names. <clears throat> so I'm just in this bit of gratitude I guess is the best way to put it, where as we're going to talk about in a little bit with one of the questions, whether it's fucking depression or just the soul crushing nature of the world, um, it's easy to get down. It's like, and I don't mean like dancing. I mean, it's easy to feel like shit a lot, especially when you are creative, when you are a writer, when... Um, You are any kind of artist, you know. We have this weird thing where we have a little bit of a thicker skin, but right under that thicker skin is, like, tissue paper organs and muscle, you know. So as soon as somebody chips away at that armor, you know, like, we go down quick, man. Quick. Again, unless you're a sociopath, which ended up being, like, such a such a coup over on YouTube. Um, and I guess we could talk about that at a later time, too. I just want to thank you guys. Being grateful for the things we have and the successes that we have and the victories that we have, that is really important to realize that those things are there because if you're like me nothing is never enough and you're constantly striving and reaching for more and more and more and more and a lot of times if you don't just kind of like stop and smell the roses you know if you don't stop and just like look at all the amazing things that you've accomplished and the amazing things you have. Um, It gets really lonely when you're just constantly pushing. So I just want to thank all you guys because you guys are fucking awesome. 
and I love hearing from you guys. Um, I love helping you guys out as much as I can, and um, it's just good to know that all this shit I do is not going unnoticed, and that it's actually not just here for your entertainment value, but a lot of you are getting a lot out of this. Because honestly, like, again, when I started doing Anarchy Crew and the Poetic Anarchy course and all this shit, I I knew it was going to help people, like, short term, but I had no idea how, like, long term that would be. Like, how people are constantly involved and constantly pushing and pushing and striving on their own careers and shit like that just it fucking blows my mind another thing that has been kind of a shock and i don't know why because like through the years of being on youtube and shit like that whenever i would do like a writing tip video or something like that those always got great feedback but i just never thought of having that be something I do every day. I never thought about it in a million fucking years. Because I, I honestly didn't think people would give a shit if I kept, hey, everybody. And it turns out it's really helpful to a lot of people. And people have been coming in and commenting on every video. And, like, it, it's just, like, I don't know. It just, I, I didn't think that the things that I was saying would be something that could be sustainable to people on the sense of them wanting to hear me every day. So it, it's just, it's a bit humbling, but at the same time, I know I'm a badass mamma jamma. So what the fuck, right? I don't know. Like I just assume motherfuckers would get bored every once in a while and be like, Meh. it's just good to know that I'm helping and um, it's appreciated on your end and on my end. That's just really fucking cool. Oh, and before I forget, we're about to get into the the shout-outs and shit here. And I just want, Deborah, if you are listening, I did get your email, and I will be getting back to you hopefully before you hear this. So this is kind of like me setting, setting the tone here. Um, and there's also a couple other emails that I have to get back to. So if you sent me an email this week and you haven't heard back from me, It's coming. All right. So, again, off the grid. Out now. 26 unique exclusive covers. Only 26 made. Cardstock exterior. Newsprint interior. 36 pages. 17 poems. It's amazing shit. Go pick it up at my Etsy shop. Links down below. But first, I want to give a big thank you to... All the motherfuckers over on the Patreon. So I want to give a big thank you to Chase, to Michael, to Deborah, to Cedar, to Harry. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for taking your hard-earned money and um, donating it to me because you appreciate what I'm doing. That blows my mind. I love it. It's so fucking cool. Um, over on YouTube, I'm going to give a thank you to the thank you crew. So, Patrick to Britt, JH, thank you guys so much. And now, for the big swinging cock and balls over on the Anarchy Crew, I'm going to give a big thank you to 
Bunny, to Nate, to Mindy, to Hannah, to Thomas, to Tim, to Lisa, to Josh, to Alan, to Jessica, to Shaylin, to Caitlin, and to Andrew. <sighs> thank you guys so much. You guys are fucking amazing. And the biggest of the thank yous goes over to the number one chappy over at the Chat Book of the Month Club. The SDG. Thank you, you badass rock star. You're the fucking shit. And you're going to get one of these in the mail here quite soon. All the people who are listening to this, whose name I did not mention, you're a freeloading bitch. And so you need to say thank you to the people that I just thanked for making this show possible so you can fucking listen to this, you cheap bastard. Okay, that's enough of that. Oh, tonight, as of recording this... I'm going to be at the Garage Poets, um, the featured poetet, um, during the open mic night there. Um, links will be down below where you can go watch that. If you follow me on YouTube, I posted the um, JPEG image that has the Zoom number on it. Um, and again, it's over if you're hearing this now, so it doesn't fucking matter. But... Um, hopefully you saw that and you were able to participate. All right, so on with the shizzo. Here's just a little thing I like to do. You guys know that song that goes, back that ass up. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da, back that ass up. Something, 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 back that ass up. Doobie-doobie-doobie-doobie. What I do for some reason once that song gets in my head, I start making up words to it, and it's a lot of fun. So I say, grabbing my coffee, back that ass up. Car down the street now, back that ass up. House falling over, back that ass up. Something in the refrigerator, back that ass up. I just do that over and over and over again. And I don't know, maybe that is a way to try to spark something in my brain to like get me writing or something i'm gonna have a smoke now back that ass up you know it's just like you could say anything and it, it fits it's always great so guys always remember back that ass up now seriously though we're gonna get into some questions and some of these questions are fucking deep as fuck and <laughs> Um, oh, actually, before we get into questions, let me fucking give a big public thank you to someone's name who I'm probably not going to be able to say. But I was doing, over the years, I've talked about um, my fondness for the early work of Douglas Blazik. I think, actually, since I've seen this video now, he pronounces his name, or at least the guy who introduced him, pronounces his name Blazik. And it pro now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh yeah, Blazik. I don't know, Blazik just sounds so much like... Mm. So um, I might just keep calling him that because I'm a dick. A couple things, like I got an email from somebody, and you know who you are. I'll just call you Kay. You sent me a awesome video of him speaking at uh, this university up north from back in 2019. And I just want to thank you so much for sending that to me. I've gotten a lot out of that um, conversation that he, or the lecture that he gave or whatnot. And I'm actually going to be dissecting pieces of it 
here soon. So look out for that. And then what was even better than that, there's this house that in one of my vlog videos um, I was standing in front of. And I was like, dude, this place is so fucking cool. Check this out. And I didn't know anything of it. And um, Kay found what the house is called. And it's the um, Stimson House in Los Angeles. And sent me like a fucking Wikipedia page about it. And I fucking read all this shit about it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. So um, I appreciate you for taking the time and doing all this shit. I, I really, I really want to just thank you for that. That was fucking awesome. So there is that. And there are, now that I'm looking at this, a few emails I have to answer. So I will be um, getting back to everyone here shortly. So hopefully that's cool. And then where is all this shit? Okay, so I have a ton of stuff to go over here. Okay, so before I do this, let, let's hit this question I got from Bunny. Bunny says, how do you know what your best work is? I've been trying to pick my 10 or 12 best poems and I'm stuck. Right off the bat, what I usually like to do is before you start looking, start thinking in your head, what are my best poems? Because you're not going to remember every poem you've written unless you only write like one poem every three months. But if you're like me and you write a lot... Um, just like close your eyes and go, what are my best poems? And you'll get little lines of certain poems or titles of poems and shit in your head. Those are the ones that stick out most to you. Like even if you were to just say, my poetry, what are some of my poems? Like you don't even have to say, what are my best poems? Just what are, what are some of my poems? The ones that come into your head and your mind's eye, those are probably going to be the ones you like the most. Okay, And so then you have to decide, when you're trying to decide what's best, are you trying to find the ones you like the most, or the ones that you think others are going to like the best? And I think when we get into what others are going to like the best, that's when we fuck up. Okay, Trying to, especially with something as personal as poetry, the way I write poetry, like... If you start trying to please people, you're going to fucking fail. Okay? So think about the poems that you've written that you like. Like, what are your favorite ones? What are the ones that ring true to you? Um, I would say that would be the first way to start figuring this out. And then the second way is, is if you have, like, fans or you have people who love your shit, just say, hey, like, what's your favorite poem of mine? Like, just kind of throw that out there. The problem with this is, is if you're trying to put together, like, a new collection or something, like, no one's going to know. Because they're only going to offer you shit you've already put out. So, un unless you're trying to put poems together for a poetry reading. And so, like, that's a good thing. Like, what poems would you like me to read? And shit like that. Because the other thing about trying to find your best poems, it, it's going to be difficult, especially if, like, th there was a poem you used to like a lot, because when you wrote it, it meant a lot to you. But now, you might not be feeling that anymore. So that might not be a good representation of that. Just trying to come up with my best poems, like, that's, it's always gonna 
be shitty. So I would say instead of trying to word it like that, word it like, what are my most memorable memorable poems to me? Which are the ones that have like etched themselves into my fucking soul. And that's how you're going to be able to find that out. So hopefully that was helpful. Dooby 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 doo, backing that ass up. Answering some questions, back that ass up. So let's get into some other things real quick. So I did a video talking about um, like the only thing you need to succeed in in the video spoiler. It's to me, it's perseverance. And then I said, also if you're a sociopath, that helps. It's because working in the film business. The people who I know who are always working are sociopaths. Like, they have no filter. Like, when someone's like, oh, no, you that's bad. You fucked up. Like, that's not good. They don't hear it. They're like, oh, you loved what I did. I understand. I understand why you said it that way because, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed by telling me how awesome and great I am. And it's not that these people are like highly successful like they're huge stars these people work all the time because like the only reason why a lot of us don't get the things we want out of life and we aren't as successful as we would like to be um probably has a lot to do with the fact that we're scared and we fear failure and we fear what people are going to say so we hesitate on a lot of shit and sociopaths tend to not have that filter and they're just like throwing themselves out there you know and um we can learn a lot from sociopaths i don't know it's just like it, it boggles my mind and when i was when i was working in film a lot like when I would be around these people, I would just be in awe of them and be like, Oh my God, what it would be like to just be a complete and utter fucking sociopath and not give a shit about any other fucking human being on the planet. And then like, I'm like, Oh, but then like, that would be really upsetting because then like my kid and me, you know, that'd be awful. And I would never have a real relationship again. And, um, and all this other shit, but at the same time, like the the fucking wanting to rule the world side of me was like, but is that super important? And then I'm like, yes, you stupid fuck. And then you're like, oh, so now you're schizophrenic. And I'm like, yes, I'm having conversations with myself and arguing. Um, so that's all fun and good and good and fun. But yeah, so that perseverance video um, did really well. Okay. Oh, and then I was talking about I did another video on. Um, conscious influences where you um write you copy and write out um a writer's work that you admire to try to learn how they write the way they do and so you just like will copy out like an entire book of theirs or whatever and i got this pretty awesome comment from jessica so here it is I love this. I used to think good poetry only used lowercase letters because Rupee Cower only uses lowercase letters. And also E.E. E. Cummings. So if you're not familiar, check that out. Uh, but then I learned she uses this technique as an ode to her mother's native language, which only consists of lowercase letters. I do like this idea. 
I heard a saying, practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes permanent. So if we're writing with common errors, then it's more likely we will continue to write with errors, like using commas or semicolons incorrectly, for example. But writing in someone else's shoes might be a great way to train the writer's brain. I mean, there are athletes who train like other athletes and try to achieve the same form, etc. I think it would work the same for writers. Another thing I hear people are doing is adopting the writing routines of other writers. And that is true. As far as adopting routines go, you got to be really careful with that because a lot of people... Like the creative process, it's a very personal thing. And when you try to do something that someone you like does, but you just do not function that way, you know, like if you like to write at night, but your favorite author writes at six in the morning and you start setting your alarm for five so you could get up to write at six, that might completely fuck your whole life up, you know? Um, so you just got to be careful with that. But if you hear of somebody who does stuff very similar to you, as far as the routine goes, then I would say, yeah, pick up some habits that they use because that might actually work really well for you. Um, but don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, um, if you're, if what you're doing is working at all, keep doing that. And then you just start building habits around the way you write. And again, it takes 30 days to make a habit. So just do something for a month and see how it goes. As far as the uh, lowercase letters go, I go back and forth writing with all lowercase and all this other stuff. And right now, what I'm doing is I will capitalize proper nouns. And other than that, I don't capitalize anything, really. Okay, um, and then Jessica had another comment here with a question in there that is pretty deep here. And this was about a video I did about um, confidence. In your opinion, why do the most influential artists of our time suffer from mental health issues like schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety, etc.? Do you think there's something about this brain chemistry that makes great art, like turning madness into masterpieces? Now, this question is kind of loaded for a couple different reasons. First off, I don't think it has anything to do with the artists of our time. I think this has been a thing forever. Um, as, as long as there have been creative people you know and the reason why i think this is because when and i mean i guess this could get into right brain left brain people but i also think this gets into getting into like the mind of a child to the mind of an adult you know and um this might be a very western way of looking at it so this might be a bit um off and I would be interested to know, actually, if in other cultures, people who are more visionary tend to have more issues, or if this is just um, a Western kind of thing, since the Western 
world is so um, anti-childhood. Like, you know, when you're old enough to be a man or be an adult, you know, you got to leave your childish ways behind you. Thanks, Bible. But like, because I was just, and I was thinking, I'm like, well, Japan, like, they're pretty serious, you know. But at the same time, in Japan, there is also no stigma for businessmen reading um, manga on the subway, you know. Like, that's a very normal thing. But, like, you would... It would be very rare to see, like, a bunch of businessmen on a commuter train, like, reading fucking Iron Man. You know, that would be silly, you know? But over there, something that is um, artistic in that sense, it's looked on in a completely different light than it is here. But what what I'm trying to get at is and I'm trying to find a very easy way of saying this because I suffer from shit, you know. Um I've talked about it here before, but I have like a pretty thick diagnosis, you know. I think the people who have a lot of mental issues, like mental health issues, are probably a lot more likely to be able to connect with their creative self because they're constantly dealing with shit in their own brain and they're trying to come up with ways to work through their shit. Whether or not they know that's even why they're playing a guitar or picking up a paintbrush or anything like that, you know? Um, Whereas people who are those lucky few that have no fucking mental issues whatsoever and just can like wake up and go about the day, like feel great going to work and um, excited to drop that rent check in, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure those people have cares in the world, but it's all like exterior problems. Like they don't have to deal with the outside problems and the inside problems. But now, if you want to get a little more spiritual or a little bit more metaphysical about this, I have my theories. And I feel like people who do have mental health issues have, how would I say this, like a higher antenna, you know, to be able to pick up stuff. Um, people who um, are more empathic can pick up a ton of stuff, you know, and I'm probably going to do a whole video or podcast episode about this topic, so I don't want to like play in the weeds here too much, but For those of you who believe in that kind of stuff, I feel like a lot of that stuff gets almost not misdiagnosed as mental health issues, but because all of this is shit that, at least in the Western world, we are not um, familiar with or accepting of and shit like that. I do feel like there are 
tons and tons and tons of ideas and images, just thoughts that are being shot all through the ether, let's say. Because, like, I, I used to even say, and I, I mean, I just haven't said it in a long time, but every poem that's ever been written and ever will be written has already been written, and it's just floating around up there, you know? And all you have to do is be turned on enough to take it in, you know? Like, it just goes back to us being vessels to... And, like, seriously, a bunch of people who listen to the show is like, whoa, I need to fucking stop, like, um, pause. Um, but, like, if you're into that kind of shit, you're into that kind of shit. Um, and I think a lot of it holds water, you know. There's a lot of merit behind a lot of this shit. And um, people who have a lot of mental health issues... I feel like one of the things that exacerbates their mental health issues is receiving as much shit as they receive. So I feel like that is probably why um, it always seems like people, schizophrenics, bipolars, um, manic depressives, um, people like that, are producing great work, you know? It's like a lot of it has to do with they don't know how to turn off. So it's just like this constant stream of information and inspiration, you know? But that's that's my opinion. People can say what they want. And honestly, let me know. If you're into me talking about this kind of stuff, like I could talk about this kind of stuff for a bit. So... Um, if you want to hear any more stuff like this, let me know, because um, I would love to get a little deeper in that. That's what he said. All right. So, Jessica, thank you so much for that question, and I hope that was helpful. Oh, and Shannon says here, um, you do give really great pep talks, Matt. Thank you. Um, I agree perseverance comes before talent for sure. And some of you are like, what? Wait, what? What? So you'd have to go watch the video, guys. Um, and I've seen that, but I do think confidence comes before perseverance. I know that I would have persevered more had I had been more confident. Now, this kind of just is one of those things that kind of goes without saying. I don't think you can persevere unless you have enough confidence to keep going. Because there's two things here that make perseverance something that works. Confidence to keep going or absolute stupidity to not know when you have failed. And in both of those cases, I have seen both types of people reach great success because one had the confidence and kept persevering and one was too stupid to quit. I feel like I fall into both of those camps a lot of the time. So that that's something, you know, like... And being too stupid to quit might be the best thing for you, you know? It's just so funny, because if we sat down and we said, what are we afraid of? Like, what actually are we afraid of? And just started listing the things. A lot of it would come down to being afraid of what people think of you. 
and that is fucking horrific. And I'm kind of going through some shit right now, personally, because of that. And, I mean, not personally, professionally, um, but through a personal slant, I guess. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, shit, like how... Uh, because I'm putting uh, my next collection together right now, and um, there are some poems in it that I feel might upset some people that I care about. And so I'm like, I have tons of poems. Like, I don't have to put these poems in there. But then I'm like, okay, but if I set a precedence of me hiding the stuff that I'm afraid might hurt people I care about, is that a bad thing or not? Um, and I've totally gone far off of what this initial topic was because, again, it was confidence and I turned it into something completely fucking different. So, um, said every man ever, am I right, guys? Um, but no, like, it, it's totally true. Like, confidence comes before perseverance, but you don't need confidence to be per to persevere because you could just be fucking stupid and still persevere. But like you either need to be completely stupid or very, very confident. I hope that's helpful. Here's um, another little thing from Bunny that I wanted to share with you guys. And this was on the uh, perseverance video. I get scared that I don't have enough beautiful art in me to take me all the way. I've hit a lot of mental and emotional bumps and have thought that I was done and dried up multiple times. But then I wait a while and work through it and bam, there's something. I have to stop making it a catastrophe if I need a few days to rest the machine. And that is so fucking true. Like, it's okay. Like, I always say, like, like type daily, you know? Like, write something every day, create something every day. And I believe that to the extent that every day you should create something. That doesn't mean every day you have to write a great fucking poem. It just means make something every day. Like, do something every day. Um, typing every day is great, if you type your poetry out. If you don't if you don't type your poetry when you're writing it, then typing every day isn't going to do anything. But the action of typing every day is really good to keep your speed up. So when it comes time to have to write a bunch of shit, you can do it, you know, and do it quickly to where like your typing is going as fast as your brain's firing. You know, but just creating every day is really important. And if that is, you're going to come up with a new coffee to make with the things you have in your cupboard, you know, or you're going to get some chalk and you're going to go fucking draw on the sidewalk, you know, or start knitting a vest or get some fucking spray paint and go fucking tag up a church, you know, whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Like, doing something every day is really fucking helpful to your fucking life, you know? Like, I cannot stress the importance of creation 
it is just one of those things. And you'll find that the days you don't make anything, that you don't create anything, those are the days that you are sitting around feeling like shit. Those are the days where your depression is at the lowest. You know, like you don't have to be making masterpieces. You just have to be accessing that shit. You have to have your antenna up. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying. This is the whole fucking thing. You need to be creating. And creation is art. That is how it all happens. And that's why I say a lot of the stuff I talk about in the Poetic Anarchy shit isn't specific to just poetry. And a lot of you might be thinking that's really hard to like wrap my head around because like we're talking about poetry, you want us to write poems, the whole fucking thing. But that's the idea because poetry to me, and a lot of people don't feel this way, but poetry to me is the simplest, easiest, most um, immediately satisfying way of creating something. So working something out through poetry to then turn into a novel or working something out in poetry to then turn into an oil painting. Like this is all just making stuff, you know? And again, a lot of this is just philosophy on art. And some people have this real fucking thing in their head that poetry has to be hard, that poetry takes a long time and all this shit. And that's fucking bullshit. Like, if it takes you a long time to do it and you're going through your own process, fine. But absolutes, like when people say poetry is a hard thing, poetry does take a long time. None of this is true, okay? Like, it might be true for you, but it's not a universal fucking truth. It is just, that is how you fucking do it. You choose to make poetry fucking difficult. You choose that poetry takes a long fucking time. You don't have to do it like that. Shit's done when shit's done. That was another question somebody just asked, and I guess I'll throw it in here. Like, how do you know when your poem's finished? You know when your poem's finished because it's finished. There, there is just like a little piece that comes over you. There's a moment where you like, like you'll be going and going and going and going and going da, 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 and then all of a sudden you just go, you like lean back. Oh, for people who aren't watching the video, if you don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but there's this point where you just kind of lean back. When you lean back, that is instinctively you going, oh, this is finished now. And then your fucking pride or your fucking fear or whatever is the thing that like brings you back down going, well, I have to fix something here. I must revise this somehow. And if you want to do that, fucking do that. I don't fucking care. I'm not going to, I'm so fucking done telling people they don't need to fucking revise. Like I've been saying it forever and people just there are people out there who want to revise. They want to rework shit. And if you want to live in that kind of fucking agony, I can, like, I, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't fucking bend him over and fuck him, you know? So there's that. 
So here's the thing. If you feel like you need to tinker and just go and go and go and go and go, there, there's nothing I can do to make you change your mind. But there is going to come a day when you realize you wrote something and then you just lean back a little bit and your body, your energy, your spirit, your soul pulled you away. And there's this little thing in your head. And I bet it goes like this. Inside your head, you just get this little flash like it's done. But you're like, is it done? Like you you change the words of the, the flash that you got. Instead of it being a statement, you turn it into a question. And then start fucking rethinking the whole fucking thing. And, and you're like, ugh. You know, and I feel like everyone eventually will go through their work or when they're writing and shit and just fucking like realize like, oh, I just wrote this and it's done. That's fantastic. And I've talked to poets who say like, oh, yeah, there's times when I'll write something and I know it's done right away. And then other times, no. Okay, to me, that seems like, what was your mindset that one time when you wrote and you wrote something and it was just done? What were the outside factors happening in your life at that moment when you were able to write a poem and it was just done? And really think about it. Because like, we all know the words we're going to use before we write them down. We all know. It's not like we... Learn tons of new words over the next week. It's not like we learn all this new technique. You know what you know. And all of those things that you could change a poem into are already in your head when you sit down to write that poem. So just do it right the first time. You know, it's that whole fucking thing all over again. (sighs) I felt good getting all that shit off my chest. I always like talking about that. So anyway, if you have a question or a comment or you would like to chat about something and you have an idea for a show or a video I could do, send me a fucking email. I was going to say send me a line um, to IHateMattWall at gmail.com and um, I'll take care of it on the thing. So with all of that said, let's get into the butt plugs. And here we are, back with the butt plugs. The chrome butt plugs with the pink jewel. Or long furry tail. Weird. So here we are. If you would like to do some mentorship or some... um, book planning or some um, launch strategies or anything like that, hit me up. You can go to IHateMountWall.com slash mentorship or just send me an email. If you would like to join the Thank You Crew or the Anarchy Crew or even better, the Chat Book of the Month Club, down below there will be a link. And if you're watching this video, you're already in, so that's fine. But down below, there will be a link where you can go to do that. If you'd like to just join Patreon, 
you can go to patreon.com slash mountwall and you can do that yeah i have shit everywhere and i guess that's it so thank you for the awesome questions and comments everybody i feel like i forgot some email comments but i guess we will get to those soon so anyway everybody thank you for spending your morning afternoon evening or late night with me here today i have appreciated it greatly um go out keep buying my books off the grid out now type hard everybody and i will talk to you all later i just want to give a quick thanks to those people who make these videos possible anarchy crew and my followers on patreon i appreciate the hell out of you guys and thank you so much for keeping me going to keep this content possible you guys are awesome and if you'd like to join the crew or the anarchy crew just hit the join button beneath this video and if you'd like to become a member of my patreon you can run over to the link down below to do that as well thank you